The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes on this town tonight. Hey, welcome in, welcome in to the Climate Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live this Friday in studio today. Jimmy Lachey, you know, I don't have to explain introduce myself. Dougie B is here in the studio in live. I haven't seen this guy in about two, three weeks, but he's back, ladies and gentlemen, from his uh, his manly issues. His manly, manly, go ahead, man. You sp- No, don't speak about it, but it's good to see you back in studio. Glad to have you back. Yes. Good to be back, sir. Fireball Friday. Today is Fireball Friday. You would know when to show, and you show up pretty well in hand. <laughs> yes. So, therefore, nah, it's, it was Great to have you back in here. Like Dougie B said, mentioned it's Fireball Friday, bunch of sports news. Oh, yeah. Kwame Lasseter, he's out right now. So, hey, call in at any time at 888-346-9144. Come in. Call in and join the show at any time. A uh, bunch of sports news to talk about yesterday. I know we talked a lot about the uh, the Masters and the mm. Golf Masters finally kicked off. Oh. Uh, also, in other news, uh, Sam Decker declared for himself for the NBA after the Badgers made that run this what last week? Seven of Kentucky's twelve, <laughs> yeah, uh, entered the draft as well. Uh, ASU found a new head coach. Yes. We'll bring that up here soon. Yes. ASU's got a big weekend coming up, actually. Yeah, they actually do with their uh, spring ball, spring game actually coming up out here in the valley. Not only them, the U of A as well. And then they play ASU. U of A plays baseball this weekend, uh, starting tomorrow through the weekend. Is their three game stretch? So that's always a nice little rivalry between baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is with ASU and U of A. It's always fun to go out there and watch. So if you guys aren't Absolutely. doing anything this weekend, get out there, Municipal Stadium, ASU, U of A basketball. Absolutely. And that's any state and every state. You know, you get that in, <sighs> in-house rivalry, you right. know, like you said, three, four games. Uh, that's any state, but definitely out here in the Valley, ASU, U of A, that's going to be great baseball to watch. But uh, first and foremost, we're going to pay our respects um, due to uh, Lauren Hill, 19, dies from uh, patriotic brain cancer. Yeah. And um, she's been battling it for quite some time now. And, you know, it made national news, national attention um, throughout the past, what, two, three years. Right. She's been doing it. And, you know, she played, um, you know, a couple of college basketball games, scored a few points, which is, you know, tremendous. You know, you never really ever see that. So, Definitely going to pay our respects from the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show um, to Lauren Hill, her family. And, you know, that just shows you how brave, you know, she she really was as a person. And everything that she went through, I, I know for sure, I can't imagine myself, you know, going through. I've been no. through some tough things in life, but well, knowing that, like that. Knowing that you have cancer and your day is coming. Exactly. And she still went out there. She didn't. She didn't just kind of go up in the cor- uh, corner and die. She she tried to live her life what she could, do what she could, 
and had a positive attitude during the whole time. I mean, she quote, I want everybody to know that I will never give up. Right. You know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. And that's a positive thing to come about that is just because you have cancer and you know, your time's coming soon. Mm -hmm. Don't just, don't have that heavy heart and just give up, go live your life, have some fun, do what you want to do, you know, and embrace the time you have left, whether it's two days, whether it's two years, you know, and that's what Lauren Hill did. She went out there, she balled, she got some, you know, college experience coming in. Her parents could at least be proud that, hey, during this last time on earth, at least Lauren went out and she had fun, you know, and we were able to kind of be in that environment, you know, for the parents to see her, knowing she had cancer, that she was going to die soon, mm-hmm. and that she was able to play basketball, and her parents were able to see her actually play some college basketball. Right. I mean, that's good for her, you know, and like you said, man, just to the family, or our prayers are definitely with you guys in this time. And she and she went out, she did it the right way. You know, a lot of people say, oh, there's no way to beat cancer. I believe she beat it, because she did it with a smile. She knew, like you said, her day was coming, and you know, she encouraged it for other, you know, cancer patients. Like, you can't yep. beat this. Just believe. And if not, then, you know, go out with a smile. You know, that encourages others to see her do it that way and still play the sport that she loved to play each and every day. And, you know, just see her that smile each and every time you turn on the TV, turn on ESPN, Fox Sports News. I mean, that smile, just her, you know, right. just enjoying life while still here. And that's definitely the standpoint of where I think a lot of athletes need to jump on board. Not even athletes, just – um, just society, period. Just enjoy life. Enjoy it while you have it. You know, uh, Chris Copeland took the stabbings like we talked about yesterday. Yeah. You know, you, you never know, you know, when that moment is going to happen, which, you know, involves some ignorance in his moment, but you never know. Just enjoy life. Uh, with that incident, Tavo Cephalosha suffered a broken leg. Now he's out for the <laughs> remainder if they make way. Well, well, yeah, he's he's with the Hawks now, so they're, they already uh, – solidified the number one seed in the East. East favorite to, you know, go to the NBA championship on paper. But, um, you know, he, he suffers a broken leg. Now he has to sit out. Now they have to revamp her and redo their whole roster going into the playoffs. That's that's tough. Yeah. And But, you know, he, he's not going to be with them for that last little push, last little run to make it to the championship. And it's unfortunate that had to happen in a situation like this, yeah. something off the court. You know, it ain't even, he didn't even break his leg on the court. It was incident, and then I saw some of the police video footage. You know, they they really messed him up a little bit. They roughed him up and ended up, you know, breaking his leg. Well, and talking about Lauren Hill, you made a comment that trying to beat cancer, the first thing that brought to my mind when you said that, Stuart Scott. Because what did he quote? Mm -hmm. I beat cancer. And you beat it by going out there and living your life and enjoying it and not swiveling up and dying Mm -hmm. beforehand. And that's what made me think about that when you said about you know, being cancer, so. Absolutely. And some great news to top off our Fireball Friday. We got Kwame Lasseter here joining us on the line. Fireball Friday, huh? Yeah. Hey, yes, sir. I wish you were in studio because you could see I brought a full <laughs> unopened bottles. <laughs> yeah, uh, fortunately, he did. Uh, well, you know, I, I was planning on coming to the studio and leaving from there to go to the airport, but I was running behind. I just got in town yesterday. From Houston, now I'm on my way to San Antonio. Man, team no sleep, huh? Hey, did you bring any crab legs back for me? And I'm tired too. You ain't want those crab legs. They was they wouldn't be good. <laughs> Post some pictures they up. Would have been good. That's awesome. It's great for you to join. They were delicious. They were delicious at the moment. <laughs> great for you to call in, join us on the show. Uh, you know, we talked about yesterday, Kwame. I don't know if you tuned in to the show or not, but. 
Uh, we spoke about Chris Copeland's situation and, you know, Tavo Cephalosha being involved with along with uh, the other center, uh, Pedro Antic for the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, uh, with, with today, I mean, we just spoke briefly about it, how Tavo Cephalosha suffered a broken leg from that incident. And, you know, we talked about it yesterday, uh, just a bunch of nonsense in our point of view, but... Uh, I just want to hear your quick take on it real quick because we talked about a lot yesterday. So I just want to hear your take on it. We didn't really get to hear your point of view of it. My, my thing is it's, it's very unfortunate, especially when the Atlanta Hawks, they are relevant, especially when you go to the arena and, and it's packed. You go out to Atlanta Arena and, and you have trouble getting to the stadium because everyone else is going to the same place, which was never the case for a long time. And, and then these guys playing at a high level that they are this year, and for one of their defensive players, who's, who's really a defensive guy uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, but when you're talking about playoffs and guarding or kind of isolating, if, if you can't isolate some of the best, like LeBron James, when you're talking about guarding those guys, that's when it becomes handy and it's unfortunate. Because basketball, their travel is a lot different than others. I, I would say baseball might be similar, but these guys get into a destination and they're there a day before and they may stay all night. They may stay to the next day before they have shoot-arounds and then play later on that day. So they mm-hmm. might be on site for a long time, which was just room for error. Like, they was in New York. New York police officers, that's business as usual for how they have to live. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed since I've ever known what police officers are all about. Nothing in my mind's changed with that. But that's just what they do. But you got to know, I'm out at 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I could be up at 4, but why would I be out at 4 if I'm not going to... My car, use whatever car service I have, and heading back to the hotel. It's unfortunate because you put the distraction to your team who's playing at a high level, who's playing the best basketball they haven't played in a while. And since the last time they played basketball like that, Dominique Brooks was on the team. Mm-hmm. So it's very unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that he got a broken ankle in the incident, and then he's lost for the season again. Goes back to the deepest the deepest presence that he would have had deeper in the playoffs. Right, and now they got to reach down for a guy who played less minutes than Cephalosha, a guy who was behind Cephalosha, and now you got to pick him up to speed or give other guys more minutes going into this playoff run. I mean, you have to start, you know, at the end of the season, you you know what rotation you're going to use. You know your strongest rotation going into the playoffs against each team, and I'm pretty sure Tavo Cephalosha was a part of that. Oh, yeah. But now you got to reach down and ask guys for more minutes or you got to find another guy who can fill in that space, that defensive presence that he brings, especially for a team like Atlanta in the East. I mean, they're known to score buckets, but, you know, they they have to defend now. It's the playoffs. You have to defend. And, yeah. And so now you, is, you know, I always look at it as next guy up. And that's, and that's right, right. Fine. If you believe that, that, that's an opportunity for me, you, or Doug, whoever's sitting on the bench or – you know, that's, we had an opportunity. Let me, let me seize this moment. But at the same time, there was no, there's no chemistry there. So now you're talking about a team that was hot all year with the, with a certain lineup and certain guys coming on and off the bench. But there's no chemistry with these guys, uh, with the guy that's coming in now. Hopefully he gets, gets enough significant minutes in where, where they can get over that hump and get out of that first round. And then we'll see what happens uh, as far as him getting up to speed a lot quicker than normal. Yeah, because um, they're not, you know, they're not playing no no scrubs in the first round. You know, it could be Indiana Pacers. You know, with Paul George coming back to life, Ooh. his resurrection. I'm just oh, saying, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. Indiana boy over well, they, here. They'd be okay with the Pacers. 
Get out of here. Stop it. <laughs> but, uh, no, so other news that jumped out that we talked about yesterday was uh, the Masters yes. uh, jumping off. And um, Tiger Woods making his return. And he's still in it. Still in it. Still you know, in it. One over is not bad for the first day. Yeah, one over is not bad. Especially from, <laughs> I'm surprised he's here today. Let's just put it though. I'm still, I'm surprised he's still, at, he's still, he's still, still in Augusta. Off. Yeah, I'm still surprised he's still in Augusta. So, yeah, he's one up today. Jordan Spieth playing incredible. 21 years old. Uh, was Surpassed uh, McElroy for that record mm-hmm. as far as leads, as far uh, leads and age wise. Right. He's shooting 10 under right now. Ooh. He's on fire, man. That guy was shooting. I watched that. He, he was shooting right out, but with no fear, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he, but you know, a lot of it, still part of it is being lucky enough to have, being skilled enough to have some luck go your way. Uh, but but he he seized every opportunity he had, and, and you can see even with the Tiger Woods, the present. But when you watch the Tiger Woods now that I watch now watching him as opposed to when he was the thing of golf. It's almost like I'm waiting for him to blow up. I'm just, I'm just looking for a double bogey or an eight around that corner, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's unfair because it's, I'm talking about a guy who was great, probably the greatest golfer ever. I was talking about that guy who still got that mindset to go out there and play golf at a high level, but and you can actually wonder what's what's going on with him. But I'm, I find myself watching him, waiting for him to blow up, like an air tee shot. That's not a problem. He's always shot air tee shot. But he's always gotten out of it through his imagination. So yeah. you can feel the presence of Tiger Woods in the Master now, as opposed to if he wasn't in the Master. And there's a lot of great players. You mentioned one, Jordan Speak, who came in second of the Masters last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tiger's doing it as far as short game. I mean, it's on, it's on point. It's His drives are killing him right now. Right. And he said, you know, he, he said he's feeling himself back to normal. I think that has to do with uh, his short game. I think he's, you know, feeling more comfortable with the short game of his drive, you yep. know, it's just not there. You know, yesterday he came out with a, you know, he called himself a, you know, a dumbass or whatever. <laughs> so uh, you, you could tell he was he's frustrated on his drive shots right now. Yep. And, and Tiger used to always drive it. Oh, I mean, that's my goodness. 300 on, on plus point. yards. Yeah, not even just the yards, but just it right there in the middle. point. Exactly. So uh, hopefully, you know, he keeps progressing. I know we talked about it yesterday. Doug, you read about him saying that he's back, you know, and <laughs> – you really wasn't buying in, buying into it, but I think it's just to throw fear at the other guys. Yeah. And you know, like I said before, I think it still is a lot of pressures on Roy McIlroy. Yep. And the reason is he he's never put on that green coat before. And you know, once you put on that green jacket, that means I'm here and I'm established and I'm you got here to cloud. stay. Right? You got some that talk around. That's lifetime. That's lifetime. Man. That's history. That's lifetime achievement. Uh, and, and you know what? We put. We put different majors above others. They call masters the, I mean, that's the, that's the end all be all right there. Basketball, you know, we have three other majors and maybe five to count the players of championship. Right. Uh, down in Jacksonville. But you, you, to your point, you put that jacket on, it's like, wow, I don't have to do another thing ever. <laughs> exactly. And we talked on the show yesterday, Kwame, that uh, we should go down on, as far as the radio show goes and to Augusta next year for the masters, do some live shots there. Well, we won't be able to, we won't be able to broadcast on site because that's a quiet place. That's a, the great thing about the master man. It's a lot of walking. I tell you that. But first of all, I'm down for that. I'm down <laughs> going down to uh, Augusta, Georgia. I'm down for that. But uh, the special thing about that when you go buy food, you know when you go to any other event or any other event or any venue, mm-hmm. and you think this is the master. 
they want to hit me in the head with all kinds of stuff. The food is the cheapest thing there. You can buy food and eat all day. It's like $3, $5 for it, but this the best. It's not like $15 for this sandwich or or $20 for this appetizer or $20 for that appetizer. They don't they don't charge people for the food. That's you nice. there, you paid a significant amount for that ticket anyway, so now come here and eat and enjoy. It's just the prestige come I thought that was great, and why not? Why doesn't other venues do that? And maybe the market dictates that, but I thought the way they do their food, pricing, well, that, you, You're talking about the environment, and that's something I mentioned you know, on the show yesterday, if you look at the crowd at the Masters, everybody's dressed up. They're not in flip-flops. They're not in T-shirts and shorts. They're there. It's a, like a business casual type environment as far as the crowd goes yeah, compared like to the TPC where you got people, like I said, just being, you know, knuckleheads and flip-flops and everything else. So it's definitely a different type of environment out there than any other golf nine tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got on nine-inch shields. <laughs> Floppy hats like the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> we we got uh we you got you got different levels like the math that like waste management Phoenix Open here out here in Scottsdale. It's it's one of the events that's known for that rowdiness and that being hole number sixteen. Okay. Talking about August, Augusta, you talking about its prestige. I went I went to waste management or Phoenix Open or whatever we call it this year. I went that. That's a great win. It's a good win. I win the the Masters. That's a whole other category. Mm-hmm. That is lifetime. Yeah. So so you come casual. You come dressed casual. You might come in your your uh your nice polo slacks or some dress, nice dress shorts, but you come in presentable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we discussed yesterday, that's kind of like the uh, like you said, Doug, the Kentucky Derby of golf. It's yep. the you know, it's just that one where it, it's lifetime. Once you win it, kind of like the Daytona or like the Indy 500, once you win it, you, you're set for life. You know, your prestige you have. Exactly. You put on, not, not a lot of guys can put on that green jacket. Nope. You can win on the green, but it's to wear that green as well. And so, yeah, we're going, we actually have a break uh, coming up here in about a minute or so. But uh, like I said before, Jordan Spieth, who is now shooting 11 under, you know, as we Ooh. speak, I mean, this kid is, wow, he's incredible. He's, he's shooting wow. 11 under. I mean, he could just relax until Sunday. I mean, I, and nobody said he could do it. Back no one. Back. And it is tough to do it. It's tough to do it back to back. But don't you feel like him coming to second last year just took him, kind of counterpoled him, kind of like Rory did when he won. When he won. Like mm-hmm. he blew up, and then next year he came, the next major, he just destroyed everybody. Right. I'll yeah. tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to finish up some uh, Masters talk also. So a bunch of news going around in ASU world, which Dougie B is bringing up uh, to the studio. He's just really anxious about it. So <laughs> after the break, we'll bring that up. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144 is the number to call in and join the show anytime Monday through Friday except Wednesdays. We are live today, Fireball Friday, that is, in studio with Dougie B. Denver Law is here. Brand new Brand new. Yeah, I, I had to check it twice just to make sure. Kwame Lasseter here on the line as well. Um, so, you know, before Brady was talking about the Masters and how Jordan Spieth was not even talked about. Going into the Masters run, and honestly, like we were making predictions yesterday, you made a bunch of noise about uh, Tiger Woods, and I was like, "Well, Roy McElroy has a bunch of pressure on him, and I think the pressure is even picked up even more now." Right. But you know, no one talked about Jordan Speed. I mean, no it was one. just like a yes last year. You know, he made, he made a terrific run with the Masters, and you know, you just wasn't suspecting that to come back. You know, again the, the next year, it's like really okay. The kid probably had a good day. Good couple of days right good round but I mean obviously he's been Augusta he's been spending some time down there in Georgia just you know just golfing away so he's tearing the field up right now it's incredible and he's Um, showing somebody he's going to be there for the years to come I mean the way he's playing now you know and I think that's what a lot of people thought was okay he's a kid just like you mentioned on had a great round last year but he was 20 you know we'll we'll see what, what what can this kid do what can he bring? You know, he's young. Can he consistently come out there and place? And he's shown us he can do it. So wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he rookie of the year? Play, rookie of the year at uh, uh, two years ago? Yep. Something like yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. This guy. This guy plays at a. I mean, he plays at a high level, and, and you see these guys just coming into golf today. A lot of them guys play like that, but you watch Jordan Speed. He plays aggressive with some control to it, to his game. Well, that's a big and, and key. That's good to see because I, you know what I see that he has every shot. It looks like this guy has every shot in the bag that he needs, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, through nine holes, he's three under par just on today, which makes him eleven under uh, throughout the whole tournament. And on his heels is uh, Charlie Hoffman, who's shooting two under. He's shooting uh, seven under for the whole tournament. So. Uh, you know, some guys, you know, not big household names, but, 
you know, if you're in the golf world, if you into the sport, you know about these guys. You know that, you know, Charlie Hoffman has been coming along. You know Jordan Spieth is, you know, the next guy to be yeah. to take over for the game of golf. So I'm, I'm just waiting on my man, McElroy, man. Like He'll come back. He'll come back. I'm waiting on him. I thought he was what the one. I thought this was at? his year. Go down, uh, there I, thought that, no, I thought this was his year, but he tees off around 148. close to 2 p.m. So he'll so, be all right. Yep. So, uh, you know, other news that's been dropping around uh, yesterday. Well, the NFL suspended. Uh, Bell. Yeah. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Sorry. <laughs> they suspended Le'Veon okay. Bell for three games, uh, which I'm not surprised, which we all knew that was going to happen. Um, with this incident with LeGarrette Blunt last season, late last season or whatnot, he gets suspended three games. And now I think the Steelers will definitely have to start looking towards a running back in the draft. Because this are uh, this is not issue just number one. This is like issue two or three with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's a great running back, but therefore, I don't know how long the Steelers. You know how Steelers organi- organization is known for definitely character guys, and you know they don't deal with nonsense no matter what your talent is. So I think this opens the door for running backs. And if you're a running back, you would love to play in the Steelers organization. Yeah, and they're also going to be looking safety now because the retirement of Troy Polamalu has taken place. Which, you know, incredible athlete, yes. uh, changed the game for the safety concept position. Great hair. Um, yeah, lovely hair. <laughs> uh, hair commercials, <laughs> you know, left and right. But after 12 years, man, you know, yeah. some guys push it, it to about 15, 20, uh, if you're lucky, like a Ed Reed. But, you know, 12 years. Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer day one, no doubt about it. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely going to look safety now. Yeah. So, well, you can't get rid. Of, I mean, look at Troy Polamalu. Just his over the over the line jumps and timing. His it. instincts I mean, were incredible, just, uh, which really made him different about the game. He had those, like you said, he'll jump over the line of scrimmage on a third and one or a fourth and one, and he will make the play happen, it, or yep. he'll disrupt it if anything else. So it's going to be weird seeing. Hey, he's, def- he's definitely a Hall of Fame in my book. I-, I like the guy. I liked him from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always made those type of plays where you think, wow. But I, I, I wish, uh, you know, as a safety, I played when these guys, uh, at the same time they played. Mm-hmm. I think I was coming, going out when they was coming in. But the safeties now, they're allowed to play 20 yards back. That was unheard of when I, uh, when I was playing. You need to be 12 yards or 10 yards. You got to be in the midst of everything. Whether it's pass, you post, you ultimately have to defend the pass. And I think he's done that, the way he style of play, kind of like Ed Reed. Right. Uh, but that's, and, but when I need to make a run, you can look to Troy Polamalu come up real quick. Not only you know he's about right. To well, Troy was a line, like a linebacker hybrid almost than a safety because mm-hmm. of the way he played. Kind of like Adrian Wilson. Adrian started off as safety, came up more of that kind of that. Well, that's because he was getting bored. They weren't throwing to his side of field. Yeah, that's true. They kept teasing Kwame over there, but <laughs> oh, it's a lot of you know. You get the chance now in the day in society and football in the NFL, you get ball hawking safeties now. Yeah. So, you know, back when Kwame was playing, I mean, you had to be, you know, you had to come up and knock a receiver out oh, just yeah. for him to drop the football. And that was just the, you know, that was how the game was played. That's how the game was taught from Ronnie Lott to the early 90s. And now mm-hmm. today's era of society, you, you know, you can't really hit a receiver a certain way. Two-hand touch. Right. So it gives you the opportunity to just read passes now. Now you turn into like a uh, deep defensive back or a deep corner. Like it's. You know, it's, it's, you're not necessarily worried about the run game as much. I mean, unless you're Cam Chancellor, 
coming Ooh, down here or Earl Thomas. Weird. I mean, but like a guy like Troy, I mean, Troy Polamalu, you could definitely put him in that box as well. Yeah. Same with Bob Sanders. So, you know, they took the fines. They figured the game out in a whole nother way when the game was being changed. So they picked up on a quick, or he picked up on a quick, Troy Polamalu. And that's why I think, like I said, his instincts would definitely stand out, which makes him a day one Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. You know, and you never had off-field issues with Troy. You never really heard about domestic violence. or it just He seemed like he came, he did the game, he played in off-field, he kept to himself. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, and that's the other things, thing. That's one of the things I like. Doug, you, make up a, you bring up a good point. That's one of the things I like is off-the-field character. You, you don't hear about it when it comes down to a guy like Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that nonsense. You don't hear, oh, he did this, he did that. The guy, this is a guy who wore his wedding ring in during the game. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was that guy, although oh. crazy to do that in case you get a broken finger or a jam finger. But he, 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 wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. have, he wouldn't have any problems. He wouldn't have any problems with him off the field. And I'm, that's not to say, you know, nothing's ever going to happen or haven't happened. We just haven't heard anything off the field right. about Troy Polamalu. Right, and. I mean, as a, as a true Colts fan, I mean, I wish he retired six years ago <laughs> from this year. But, uh, you know, like, uh, it just year after year, game after game, playoff after playoff, I mean, Troy, Malu, Troy Palomalu bought his A game, you know. No matter how hurt he was or, you know, how bad of a season he was having over a couple few games, you knew you had to do tape on Troy Palomalo because he could change the game. He got a worst regular season in the world. Playoff time come around, he produced in the playoffs like no other. And, I mean, I think that's just incredible. Uh, but it's it, it's great to have a guy like that in NFL who these safeties now can, can mock and, you know, hopefully – I don't honestly. I don't see, but hopefully, in a couple of years, you'll see another Troy Palomalo. I don't see it, but you know, good luck to the next one who's who could be you know resemblance of that because he set his own standard, his own bar, and he had the gorgeous hair to do it. So, you know, it's tip my cap off to him as well. But uh, other mo- other news moving along, man. Yes. Who we got? Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley. Congrats. ASU, ASU yes. has finally hired a a basketball coach. A known yes. basketball mind who's not going, you know, deal with nonsense and he can recruit. The oh, reason yeah. I say he can recruit is he coached some of the best players at St. Anthony High School before he took the job at Buffalo. He won no- numerous national championships in high school. He built a powerhouse up there in New Jersey after his days at Duke and little, you know, part-time job in the NBA. But he definitely changed the concept of like high school where he was allowed to recruit. He brought some right. of the best guys um, to his program up there, and I think he played. I think he who he coached. I think he coached uh, Kyrie Irving and Ty. Uh, what's the kid from Kansas? Tyson Taylor. Yep. They did a yeah. thirty for thirty on him in that school up there at St. Anthony. I mean, year after year, he'll have five star prospects going. You know, going to these big programs. So. I think that's a great hire over Jeff Capel. Um, in my mind, I just wasn't sold all the way on Capel. I mean, he no. has the name. He has, yeah, he coached at Oklahoma. He bought Blake Griffin. But what else did he do at Oklahoma? Right. Nothing. Well, well, and I think you Capel know. was wanting to come out to a Pac-12 school to use that as a stepping stone to get somewhere else. You know, exactly. and that's why right, that's right. it was exciting to hear about Jeff Capel. But then when you really evaluated it, you kind of understood, I don't think this is a long-term thing. With Bobby Hurley, 
you've got the chance that he's going to be able to come up. He's got his dad still coaching out on the East Coast, so he'll he'll have that pipeline for the East Coast. The question I had is, Bobby Hurley, can you recruit here on the West Coast? Can you go to California? Can you get those? And that question was answered today. It was uh, put out there that Stan Johnson, ASU's um, one of the assistant coaches, mm-hmm. is staying on staff with Bobby Hurley. That is huge because Stan was the one that went out. He has those connections on the West Coast, so that recruiting is going to continue coming in here. That is big for this program next year because of getting those guys in here. So with Bobby Hurley, his connections and his pipelines on the West Co- or on the East Coast, with Stan Johnson staying on staff, ASU basketball is going to have a great recruiting class coming up. It might take a year or two because there's still some questions that Bobby Hurley has to produce ASU, on the court. Never going to have a great recruiting class. <laughs> Wait, come on, man. Nobody, come on. Yeah, they, letting, they letting guys get out the state. They're not going to have a great recruiting class. They're going to have one or two guys like James Harden came for one to two years and left. Right. Like, who's leaving? they got a guy leaving right now. Bobby Hurley might be able to get some guys, but those guys are not staying. A recruiting class is like what Calipari had. He bought into the system with the one and done. Mm-hmm. Right, but ASU has that. ASU has a chance to start building on it. I want to start done? doing it. They have I want to no oh, okay. starting a recruiting class. Okay. Now ASU has to step up because that stadium, Wells Fargo Arena, is outdated. So they've got to do some things as far as Ray Anderson. You need you kind of kick up the stadium stuff like that. But with Bobby Hurley's hire and keeping Stan Johnson on, I think those two together can work and start getting a recruiting class in. It's going to be unseen, and we'll we won't know until another year or two. But the possibility is a lot more there, there now than if you were to keep Herb Sendek. Because Sendek was running the program into the ground. Bobby Hurley brings a whole new buzz. There's a buzz around the valley right now with Bobby Hurley higher. You know, his dad is still coaching be, high school um, out there. You don't have to be um, ASU's a stepping stone, and, and you're not going to get a lot of flack if you come here and lose. They will say, well, I don't have a talent. And Bobby Hurley's not going to lose any credibility. But if he does win... That's just going to prepare him to another job. He's going to be quick to leave ASU unless he offers a better job. Maybe but if not. He here, they're going to say it's ASU. But at the same time, ASU, you can be a great coach with ASU because of the location here in the Valley. I mean, look at let's look at Todd Graham right now. He came, a lot of people had a question about Pittsburgh. He's still here now. And look at what he's done with that program in the last three years. We have the most four- and five-star recruits than they've had in a long time. So football, basketball, and, and I agree. But at the same time, Todd Graham came in and has changed the just the program around with football. Let alone, ASU already has a great baseball school, and that's coming up again. They can be a legitimate basketball team because you already have U of A. You're competing with people want to come to Arizona to play. You can see that with U of A. They just don't want to come to ASU because the outdated stadium, the record, they're not winning. You start changing that environment, kids are going to want to start coming and play here at ASU because it's just the environment around ASU itself. And like I said, you already have football and baseball that are top-notch programs or at least coming back up to it with football. Baseball's always kind of been up there. So now if you add basketball in that mix, now you have a three-sport school, mm-hmm. let alone, I mean, softball. Softball made it, uh, women's basketball made it to the tournament. I mean, the ASU in general, if you really sit back and look, ASU is starting to come up with all their big sports really starting to come up and compete not only during the season but in the offseason now, in the playoffs, in the championship brackets, in the tournaments. And I think basketball will be there. I don't think it's going to be next year, 
But with Hurley higher, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm, rooting for, I'm rooting for ASU, and I don't even live here, but I root for all the Arizona <laughs> teams. And all those teams you uh, mentioned, softball, uh, baseball, all they benefit from football money, which is fine because all it goes to the athletic part. But even at, even at a school like the University of Kansas, football money, and that's a basketball school. But you have to be able to recruit those guys. How how you keep letting guys go to U of A? You've been down in Tucson. There's more to do down up here than it is down in Tucson. Because they have a winning I mean, record. He has to get a recruit. He got to get junior college transfers in there to build a program. That's what Kansas State did. That's why Kansas State is better than KU in football. Mm-hmm. Snyder got junior college guys, and they stayed a while. Then he was able to keep high school All-Americans in the same state. You keep letting them get out of state, and your program is irrelevant. But that's why it's important to keep Stan Johnson on track and on the staff because he has that pipeline to the West Coast to start recruiting these guys. But to who? You'll see. Who is, it, who is his pop, pop, uh, pipeline? pipeline? Yeah, who is he bringing in in that? Because I you'll haven't see. seen anything since James Harden. And the head coach right. who just got done, he was James Harden high school coach, wasn't he? Yeah. Duh, why you don't have ASU basketball tickets? <laughs> <laughs> It's off season right now, man. What I'm saying, huh? it's off season because <laughs> he ain't buying into it, not yet. But he ain't buying into it. He's <laughs> he like to talk about ASU and Ohio State. You got to get some tickets. Oh, I'll be there. I I'm get a, some tickets for cheap. I get some. Well, I'm gonna. Well, you already have. You already know I've got season tickets for football. But what's the season tickets? What's the season ticket rates? I know you know them for football, basketball. No, I don't care about football. I can go to football with you. I know you can. Um... I don't know, we'll see if they go up this year, but it's it's pretty cheap to go to basketball games, man. See, they better not go up. If you get Barbara Harold, I don't mean to go up. What you need to go, what need to go up is the new arena for those guys playing. I agree, and that's why I told you that's mm-hmm. a big factor that Ray Anderson needs to start looking at. But mm-hmm. you know, the other thing is, uh, we'll see what happens with Stan Johnson. But I mean, you've got to keep that West Coast. You got to get these kids out of L.A. But at least Hurley's got that pipeline with his dad, and we're. You know, he's from on the East Coast to yeah, try to get some Saint of that Anthony talent, too. Yeah, program that actually bought, yeah, both both of the Hurleys. They had both to go to Virginia and get some basketball players. He, I mean, <laughs> he, he they did. Recruit, they recruit in regions. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen anybody from Virginia on that roster. No. they are from Virginia, not by way of somewhere else. Yeah, there's no one on from the basketball state of Indiana on that roster as well, but... I know, that's crazy. And, you know, like... You go through what basketball t- schools are. Mm-hmm. And I think Bobby Hurley, with a basketball mind, he brings that. He's from, you know, that East Coast, New Jersey, New York type flavor of basketball, but this will open the door to bring in at least a basketball mind into the state of Arizona, which cool. I have not seen. I mean, Sean Miller's a basketball mind, but right. he came into a five-star program, prestige on basket, on the basketball court. I mean, that's automatic. And plus, you bring in a basketball mind to add that. That's how you get a run to the Elite Eight Final Four once again. But a guy like, a guy like Bob Hurley, Bob, yeah, a guy like Bobby Hurley, I mean, like you get that basketball mind finally out here. In the state of Arizona. I mean, you're going to get a lot of, I'm telling you, you bring a kid from New Jersey, New York, out here to the Valley, this is an eye-opening experience. But it's going to be hard to recruit these California kids who's used to that. Right. You know, they're used to living out here in this environment. When you bring a kid from the East Coast or from the Midwest, like, when I first came out here, it was an eye-opening experience. I was like, oh, wow, it's a lot (laughs) to do out here. Yeah. It's not so congested. Like, it's it's a lot to do in this city. So, And Bobby Hurley brings a lot of fire to that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he only lost five games as a high school player. 
he played with a fire. Transpire that or uh, transfer that fire mm-hmm. to these kids, and he's going to be an aggressive style coach. I'm excited what ASU is going to be able to come up with, and I hope it works out. Right. Because I want that team down south to start losing. <laughs> well, we'll see here in a couple of, <laughs> couple of years it's going to take that. But right. after this break, we're going to come up in our last segment, um, finish up on some more basketball talk and also NFL talk as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on, let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not, and this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porno or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man, how the hell do they know that I got gas? Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call to join in on the show. Live in studio here, Demi Lachey, along with Dougie B. Kwame Laster uh, should be on the lines. If not, he must have fallen off. I know he's running through and walking through airports left and right, but uh, we're coming up in our last segment. And, you know, last seg- uh, before we went to break, we talked about um, ASU hiring of Bobby Hurley. Uh, I think that's a great hire over Jeff Capel. I mean, a lot of noises, rumors were going around. Talking about Jeff Capel coming out here to the West Coast, but I, I don't think that's a great fit. I think Arizona State needs to start off from uh, start from scratch, and you got to bring in, you know, a basketball mind, you know, all the way around. I mean, Jeff Capel, he's a he, he has basketball knowledge, of course. You know, he's coaching under Coach K, but I think with him coaching under Coach K, he's it's opening that door to more knowledge to gain rather than just recruiting because Jeff Cable's a great recruiter. He brought, you know, when he was at his days at Oklahoma, he turned that program right, you know, right back to winning again and coached Blake Griffin and, you know, that whole tournament run, that team. 
And so um, I think it was a great hire to bring in Bobby yep. Hurley. I mean, to end this subject, I think it's a great hire as well. So, But, Dougie B., I know you mentioned um, some news that's going around here in the Valley that you want to present and the event that you got coming up. Yeah, <clears throat> so coming up in May, uh, May 7th through the 9th, is the Special Olympics Arizona Summer Games. And it's going to be held at Raymond Kellis High School by the Cardinal Stadium. But Out there in, in Glendale? In Glendale. Okay. But in conjunction with that, they always do the law enforcement torch run. They start up kind of north. They start coming down. There's different legs that they go to, and they bring the torch to wherever the games are held. Um, I'll actually be participating doing a bicycle, 18-mile bicycle run in part of that leg. Um, with that being said, I've got a lot of good friends that are involved with it, friends outside that you know kind of are going with it as well. But they need donations as well. Um, if you're able to give any donations, hit me up on Twitter, at dbram81. Get with me. Um, we've got some other avenues that we're going with and stuff like that. But 100% of the donation goes straight to the kids. And if you have any questions, if you want to look at it, besides, like I said, hit me up on Twitter, dbram81. But you can also go to specialolympicsarizona.org. Um, they've got the law enforcement torch run. They have Get Involved, Special Olympics near you, the donate, I mean, all that stuff. And like I said, these kids, they get a chance to get out there and compete in their Olympics. I mean, it's a great time if you have a chance to go out there May 7th, 8th, and 9th. Go out and watch these kids because they truly go out there, and it's just a joy to watch them participate in Absolutely. the Olympics, man. Mm-hmm. And they go, I mean, it's all hard for them. Um, just a great cause. But like I said, if you're able to donate, you can do it on the website. It's great. But if you can, try to go through me because I'm putting in that through a special donation box um, that is tracked and everything else through the law enforcement part of it. Um, and they get some credit as well. So like I said, either way, if you can donate, great. But if you're able to kind of hit me up and donate with myself, it's tracked through a lieutenant at the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. It's part of the law, uh, law enforcement torch run. But all the proceeds still, regardless, goes to the Special Olympics Arizona. And it's just a great cause to get involved with, man. So, like I said, SpecialOlympicsArizona.org. Look it up. The law enforcement torch run actually runs all that week. I, myself, Dougie B, will be biking 18 miles. Hopefully I don't die. Um but that will be on May 7th. And like I said, dbram81 on Twitter. Hit me up. If you'd like to donate, I'll get you some more information on that. Yeah, man. absolutely. And that's great. That's a great deal to be involved around with. Um, I did some Special Olympic work back in school uh, down there in Terre Haute. They had a Special Olympics, uh, like one of their regional uh, events. So, yeah, it's a great deal to get involved with. I mean, a bunch of those kids and uh participants definitely come out man it's, it's a great environment to be around see the smile on their faces and them enjoying that time as well so it's a great deal to get involved with so after break you or you know before the break we were talking about these new coaches everybody's getting a new job some other you know um coaching jobs that has opened up was university of texas which mm. you know i was not surprised about but uh vcu <laughs> old head coach shaka smart finally got shaka out of Khan. vcu Finally jumped out of that uh, Virginia area, and he's taking his talents down to Austin, Texas, where he's now the head coach of you know Texas Longhorns, which mm. I think that is a tremendous hire. I think that's the best hire you can ever grab, you know, at a prestigious program. Is Shaka Smart? I think he's one of the best basketball minds in the college uh, basketball sport. 
and the reason I say this is it's finally time to create havoc towards, you know, that Kansas Jayhawk team who's won Big 12 championships year after year after year. Now you get a guy like Shaka Smart, who he's probably not going to bring in top recruits, but he, he is not scared to recruit from the JUCO world. He is not scared to recruit, you know, um, guys who are getting passed up on or, you know, he kind of remind me of a Bo Ryan type system. Right. Um, where, you know, he's going to create, he's going to pick up guys who can fit his system. He not he may not bring in a five-star recruit, but that kid would play to a five-star energy type level. So bringing that to the table with Texas, I think that can bring a lot of noise to, you know, Kansas Jayhawk run as the Big 12 championship. This puts a lot of pressure on uh, Bill Self as well because you bring in a guy like Shaka Smart, who a lot of kids look up to now, and see the success that he has brought VCU and his name being talked around a lot. He's a player's coach. The guys love him who play with him. And you bring him now to shoot, the state of Texas. Um, good luck recruiting out of the state of Texas because I know Shaka Smart is going to start, you know, recruiting guys straight from yeah. Texas. And they have All-Americans year after year. And But Shaka Smart gets the first sit-down, maybe even the last, so. That's a great hire in my eyes to finally some finally someone is going to compete with Kansas and I, I see it the next coming up years. It's great to see you know Shaka Smart get hired and they added David Gason to the staff too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thirty eight years old. I like I, just, I love the name though Shaka Smart Shaka Khan. <laughs> so, this one's Shaka Smart, but other you know other coaches <laughs> being hired. Chris Mullen got hired at St. John's, so he's going to his alma Chris mater. Chris Mullen. He's going to bring in some recruits Chris now. Chris Mullen. Don't sleep on Chris Mullen. He's oh going to bring goodness. in NBA Hall of Famer Chris Mullen. He's <laughs> Avery gonna, Johnson. Avery Johnson gets hired as the Alabama Crimson Tide coach, which with him being from the down south, he's going to bring in some guys. He, he's coached. He's won NBA championships. <laughs> the thing I think about Avery Johnson is <laughs> slipping on the court. Remember that back in the day? It was probably – Oh, maybe two, three years ago, I think it was with uh, San Antonio. Uh-huh. He goes to get off the bench and start yelling. He just he just, just slips and falls. Oh, man, oh, he was, was in great. Brooklyn at the time. I think it was Brooklyn. Was it? I'm gonna have to. They wear the same colors. I'm gonna have to look that up. But that's what I think Avery Johnson as a coach. <laughs> that's what comes to mind. He has some. He has some success. Definitely down in San Antonio, and then he had it. He was well. He had some great players in Brooklyn, but. Um, you know, he had a little success up there as well, but I think he will change the concept. He can bring some basketball talent to the, you know, to the state of Alabama, to the Crimson Tide. You know, everything's not about football up there, hopefully, with Avery Johnson coming to town, Ooh. slipping and falling. But um, I think he will change the concept of what Alabama basketball program will be looked at. Uh, he's been on ESPN, so a bunch of, you know, Recruits look watch ESPN oh, yeah. each and every day, especially down south. I mean, you you're looking at teams now to compete with. You know, you get tired of seeing Kentucky win after win after win. I mean, these guys went 18 and 0 in their conference play, with Alabama being in the same SEC conference. I mean, come on, like mm-hmm. I think Avery Johnson will bring Alabama. I mean, Alabama's already on the upcoming. They right. have competitive players, but now you bring that basketball structure who's been at the next level, who's yep. won championships, who can bring that to the college basketball concepts. I mean, th- you think about it. You get a guy like Avery Johnson who's funny, you know, f- it's, uh, hilarious on TV. Yeah. You get him to bring him into your living room to sit down with your, you know, with your son. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be, yeah, you're going to be 
Exactly. You're going to feel like you're at home with this guy. So, therefore, you bring him in to compete against Kentucky. So, uh, I think that's a great hire as well. And looking at these names, man, Chris Mullen, Avery Johnson, Mark Price. I mean, these are guys I grew up watching, and now they're coaching. Man, it's shows my age. Doesn't show mine as no. You were in the but I did watch. No, I did watch Chris Mullen. Chris (laughs) Mullen was on my Indiana Pacers squad that went to the finals. He was was, like what five years old? No, I was I was pushing nine. (laughs) I was pushing nine. You know, it was, I mean, Chris Mullen was there. I remember seeing Avery Johnson play with the Spurs when him and Duncan and David Robinson won championships. So, you know, I was, I was, some of these names are familiar. Mark Price getting hired for the Charlotte 49ers. I think this is his first head coaching experience job. So, yeah. But, I mean, he's been in the front office for days in the NBA. So, um, it's great to see, like you said, some of the guys who, you know, who are household names in college football finally get or I'm sorry in the NBA world finally Start get coaching. college yeah college basketball names and be able to be the head coach mm. so some news being around picked around the NBA uh, playoffs is around the corner which will start up I think next week guys are coming down to the last two three games um, so big names coming back into the NBA world for say like a Paul George and Derrick Rose Guys are coming back from injury, but also, like we stated earlier, guys are losing players, like the Atlanta Hawks. Tabo Cephalosa, he's done now. Can that really mess up their rhythm um, of what the Hawks been bringing? But then you got Stephen Curry just throwing up rainbows going in. And and then, of course, the MVP race, which we can't get enough to talk about. No. I mean, it's, it's like game after game, night after night, we talk about James Harden. Oh, he should be it. He's the one. Then the next night, you get Stephen Curry just throw up 45 points yeah. and still gets victories. And it's like, all right, come on. Yeah, he has a great team that he's playing with, but at the same time, he's he's standing out. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, looking at the MVP with Harden, Curry, even Westbrook, between those three, you can't really go wrong with whichever one you choose. Now, you can argue back and forth all day long why one should get over the other. But when it's all said and done, I don't think you're going to be able to make the wrong pick on those three. Because each one brings something different mm-hmm. that you can argue with. You know, James Harden, he's doing it by himself. Stephen Curry, 45 points doing it, you know, leading the team and everything else. But he's got supporting cast. Russell uh, Westbrook, he's throwing up triple doubles doing this and that by himself. So it'll be interesting to see who finally gets it. But like I said, you're not going to make the wrong choice between those three. Mm-hmm. You might have some fans that think, oh, Stephen Curry should have got if Harden get, you know, and back and forth. But you can argue all three of those. I mean, each, if there was a co-MVP, all three of those should be co-MVPs for this year. Westbrook, James Harden, and Russell, uh, Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry? Mm-hmm. Really? Co-MVP? Three, a three, three-time co-MVP. But the, I don't, but I don't think it, Westbrook will win it because he hasn't been producing the wins. And that's the only thing like, negative, yep. And it looks like... You know, the Pelicans will solidify that eighth seed. And, you know, if they continue to win, um, because with Kevin Durant out, I think that was kind of held Westbrook Brad. If he had that performance, even with Kevin Durant in the lineup, you definitely throw him in the MVP because that's right. a guaranteed 20 more wins right there. Well, and Westbrook, like I said, he, uh, he didn't really start producing until he came back halfway through the season anyway. Exactly. So you have to give me that full season. It, yeah, but, I mean – who who else is doing it at Westbrook's level is the other thing you got to look at. It's right. like 
who else can produce triple double day in and day out? Which is why you put him back in the talk, right? You but know, the wins. He's not winning. That's I, that's yeah. the only thing that he, hold him back. Yeah, yeah I'm he playing devil's triple, advocate right now. He can have now, a triple double and lose the game. Exactly. Who cares then at, at that triple double point? But as your MVP choice towards the end of the season, I think it's a couple games left. I think it ends actually. It's coming up Friday. I think I will go with James Harden because he's number two in the West. I think now right. Houston. They came up or number two or number three, and. Like he's been doing it from day one without Dwight Howard, without some of his other superstars. Trevor Reason been in and out the lineup. Stephen Curry's squad is too loaded, so that's why I would go with James Harden. I'm going James Harden just because ASU. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm but not between, surprised. But, no, but between Harden and Stephen Curry, I'm gonna go towards Harden because, like I said, he's done it solo. He's done it all year yeah. long. Not saying Curry's not a better player, but but Curry's had that supporting staff exactly. And Harden just goes off, man. Exactly. All right, well, we got to get out of here. It's Friday. Everybody, please go enjoy your weekend. You can catch us back here Monday. Uh, we will be live in studio once again. Thanks for Dougie B showing up, getting his manhood Always. together, and finally <laughs> bringing it back. Uh, Demi Lachey is here in studio as well. Thanks, Kwame, for calling in, joining in. And we will catch you Monday. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll see you Monday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.